Welcome to Living on Crypto. Uh, today, I'm joined by Cozy and Mary, uh, both of whom are people who are living on crypto, surprise, surprise, uh, or at least to some degree. Uh, and yeah, basically, today, we're going to talk to them, find out what they've been up to, how they're getting their crypto, how they're spending it, and just find out about where they are in the world and what the crypto communities are like. So yeah, kick us off. Uh, Mary, Cody, what do you guys do in life is the best first question to ask. Wow, that, that's a loaded question, really heavy question. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I work as the um, content creative media associate at Bitnob, which is a Bitcoin-only company. And um, I do a lot of other things relating to Bitcoin. Um, I am a Bitcoin-only gamer on Twitch. So I play Bitcoin-only games. Um, and then I'm also part of the Global Bitcoin Fest team and part of the Satoshi Journal team. <laughs> so I do a lot of like Bitcoin related. I'm involved in a lot of Bitcoin related projects. So that's basically what I do. It's more like creative focus. So if I'm not writing or editing podcasts, um, it's interviewing people. So <laughs> Nice. Okay. So yeah, you probably do what I'm doing right now, but a lot better. I like it. Okay, sweet. Wait, uh, maybe you maybe that equally as good. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And uh, yeah, Cozy, what do you what do you do? Please uh, give us the rundown. Sure, man. Um, well, uh, I'm Cozy, and basically, I live on Bitcoin full time. <laughs> like, uh, I live in uh, Georgia, next to Russia, not Georgia, the state. And over there, like the way I live with uh, crypto over there is like basically selling P2P for fiat. So it's like it's, the infrastructure is not as good over there. Uh, there are some stuff on Bitrefill, but it's like not still like quite yet. Sometimes I use some stuff for like Carrefour and, and so on. <laughs> and what I do for a living, it's uh, I work in two Bitcoin only companies, uh, Thunder Games and the and LM Markets, that's a trading, a deriv derivative trading company, Bitcoin only. So you won't find any shit kind of <laughs> over there and so on. And basically what I do in both companies, like I'm the community manager and kind of slash market marketer too. So, so, so I've been having a great time with both companies, to be honest. Like, uh, I'm going to turn one year this December because I started with them last December. So a whole year fully into Bitcoin only, uh, living in crypto kind of style. So, yeah, it has been such an amazing drive, uh, ride for me. Uh, I feel I feel like lucky. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a big challenge to start living on, on Bitcoin. But hey, it's uh, it's often worth it for various reasons we can go into. How, how did um how did both of you guys? I mean, Cody first. How did you guys discover like uh, Bitcoin specifically? How did you come across it and end up in on this path? Okay, I have two let, let's say two encounters. One very lightly, and the and the time I like really sat down to study. The first time, to be honest, was in two thousand nine. I was in high school still, <laughs> and uh, I remember a friend of mine telling me about mining, like let's mine bitcoin you can sell it and so on uh but i read a little bit 
but I think I was either too young or just like things in my country were like really going south, starting to go in south. So let's say my focus was in other places. Then the second time where I, when I sat down finally to really understand the, the topic, sorry, it was March, 2020. So you can imagine it was like right out of the lockdowns. I was working back then in Dubai and it was a literal lockdown. Like, <laughs> like in the apartment, you cannot go out unless you, you ask for permission, you know, to the police and so on. So being that kind of lockdown is like what, what I would do. So I was like looking for a place to put my money, my or my saved wealth, small wealth. And I was looking for, you know, like uh, gold, this token gold backed, uh, let's say I call it securities as well as uh, like gold backed tokens because I, I was like, okay, I don't think I can carry gold with me and so on because I was understanding that since I moved from uh, from Venezuela, I'm uh, I'm originally from Venezuela, so I understood like with my own uh, experience that you cannot carry that much gold with you. It's very impractical. So I was already like on the way to go, to get there. Then I came across a an article that I really forgot what was it, but I remember the topic was a comparison between gold and and Bitcoin. Then when I understood how the blockchain, the Bitcoin blockchain works and the game theory uh, that comes with it, I understood like, okay, this is the way to go. Let's, uh, I put mo mostly all my money in there. I, I was kind of, uh, while people were like keeping their cash, you know, I, I just kind of went all in. I had, I have to admit that I played with some other tokens like XRP and Ethereum and this kind of stuff. And then progressively I was understanding that the fundamentals of Bitcoin is like what makes it, let's say the make very strong and likely the one that will exist in the future as the base layer of money in the future. Maybe it's what I believe <laughs> or may, maybe it will. But that's the way I, I came so basically, I became like a Bitcoiner at the same time as Sailor <laughs> did. My consider was, you know, going in that time too, but less less wealthy. <laughs> wow, only only slightly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tiny bit. <laughs> nice man. Well, yeah, everyone's got a different story, and uh, yeah, yours sounds like one coming out of practicality as well, right? Um, yeah, Mary, what about you? How did you come across uh, Bitcoin? Uh, I came across Bitcoin in 2015, actually. So um, I studied law in the university. And in Nigeria, you do five years of law in the university and then one year in law school. So I didn't join uh, my course mates um, that year. So I had a gap year. And my sister, she encouraged me to go into freelance writing. And um, I had one client who reached out to me asking if they would be if I would be open and, you know, open to being paid in Bitcoin. 
And at that time, I didn't know what Bitcoin was. So I asked my sister and my sister was like, okay, look, tell them that, yes, you accept Bitcoin. So I just, you know, trusted her and I was like, okay, yeah, I accept Bitcoin. Um, and then my sister set up my wallet. Then we didn't have lightning. So everything had to be done on chain. Um, and I got paid. Funnily enough, that year, I think Bitcoin was around 400 and something dollars. And the gig I was paid for was $400 exactly. So I was like, I probably would have been like a um, very lucky whole coiner. But then because I didn't know what it was, I sold it all. That was 2015. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like, um, what happened? So Sometime around 2017, 2018, I became more serious about my personal finance. So um, I re read all these books like um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I started doing more research on personal finance. So I was into like stock shares and all that. And one day I was just walking home from work and I was like, the interest rates um, of all these things don't make sense. Like at the end of the day, the... Um, the inflation rate will just totally erode all my wealth and I need to work two times harder to get like a substantial amount to that will be able to counteract the inflation and then um, around about that time I decided to start you know studying about um, Bitcoin and blockchain because it was a type of investment at the time for me. like that's what people are talking about I should invest in crypto and stuff so I started doing my research um, I learned, I understood how the blockchain worked and everything. Um, but then sometime in 2019, 2020, I just had to tell myself that, hey, Mary, like you can't say that you're into personal finance and that you understand crypto if you do not own any yourself. And so I decided to buy um, Bitcoin in um, 2020 um, on a platform called Luno. And for me, that platform felt a little, you know, difficult, like it wasn't as smooth or accommodating as I would have liked it, like no shade on Luno. And I just made this like kind of silent prayer that I wish there was a platform that was a lot easier for someone like me, because I'm not um, I'm not a technical person. I'm a very non-technical person. So I needed something that a lot easier that will help me stay consistent with my Bitcoin journey. And so I came across uh, Bitnob. It was a product video that was put up uh, and I, was, I came across it when I was scrolling on Twitter at 2 a.m. in the morning. So I came across the product video, downloaded the app. And at that time I had a, a FinTech podcast. So I ran a FinTech podcast where I would like review apps and you know, give um, personal finance advice. So I downloaded it as a way of, you know, like as, something for content for my podcast and before I knew it I was like hooked on Bitnob and how easy it was and I was so excited that I was able to buy Bitcoin easily I set up my savings plan in Bitcoin I was like this is so cool and that excitement made me like record a podcast episode about Bitnob and then Bitnob the company they saw my they, my podcast and then I interviewed the CEO and before I knew it like um, they asked if I'll be open to, you know, running their own podcast. I'm like, sure, cool. Like, I love podcasts and it's just, it would be really amazing to work with a company like Bitnob that I was very excited about. Um, so I've been in Bitnob for a year. It was a year in October. Um, so now I'm like, 
super bullish on Bitcoin. And um, there's something that the COO of Bitnob once said at one of our stand-up meetings where he said, how can we make Bitnob a lifestyle app? And I literally took that literally. And I was like, you know, how can I make Bitcoin my lifestyle? And I've been on the quest ever since then to find ways I can incorporate Bitcoin into my daily life. And I came across like that led me to a lot of um, Bitcoin platforms, Bitrefill being one of them. And now I just share my list of Bitcoin uh, lifestyle platforms with anybody so that they could incorporate Bitcoin in their daily life, whether it's by reading, listening to podcasts, exercising, whatever it is, I have the list. <laughs> nice. Okay. So you got like a full list of people. Hey, uh, we can hopefully link to it or something uh, on the, the podcast uh, slash YouTube uh, uh, when it comes out on, on our end so you can see that list. Always good to get some uh, decent resources, right? Sure, uh, sure. So both of you guys are like uh, became most into it like around that early 2020 phase, right? It sounds like uh, with Michael Saylor as uh, Cody said, which is kind of cool. Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, um, like I, I was originally into crypto and stuff, so I had similar stories and like finding out about it, not so sure, and then like you know, kind of going with it and getting into it um, later on, and, and kind of realizing the the Bitcoin why it's so important uh, and why it aligns with my personal values and, and views on, on finance uh, and then kind of sticking with it from there like when when you guys um obviously you guys are uh earning bitcoin like for example with yourself from like streaming and and, and obviously like cody you said you're full-time on, on bitcoin um what once you've got that bitcoin i, I think something a lot of people struggle with uh is once they have the bitcoin like what how do i you know you like how do i use this how do I, a lot everyone accepts it uh you know how do i worry about taxation where do i store it all this kind of stuff so where where how do you guys kind of use that like once you receive it like uh you know you don't have to give me like any specific details for security purposes but like you know how are you like roughly how are you storing it how are you you know are you just taking it out into fiat and spending what you need to in fiat and keep bitcoin or are you using like Bitcoin cards or whatever? Like, you know, tell me, tell me through how you guys are actually using it and what tools people out there can use they might not know about to, to actually live on Bitcoin. Who should go first? <laughs> Is it Cody uh, or myself? I think yeah, I think I'll go first. Okay. Um, I think for the taxation part is like the first thing that touches everyone. I've been living also kind of like gypsy style. <laughs> so that's why, let's say, I've been living like that because I can arbitrage taxation uh, in that way. Uh, it's possible, uh, you know, it's like this kind of digital nomad way, but it's person. So I think uh, I'll find the best, let's say, um, taxation friendly places that I can, let's see how it goes. Uh, but so far where I am, uh, let's say kind of based, uh, most of the part of the year is like, it's very crypto friendly. So uh, as long as you're a natural person and you're like passing by and so on, you can even trade it like legally inside and no, nothing will, uh, there's no taxation over there. As long as you, I mean, if you do it officially, as long as you're not linked to, let's say, terrorist organization and stuff like that. But so far, is that's the way. So basically, I'm 
arbitrage in uh, tax codes and countries. But yeah, it's very tiresome. I don't think I will stay like this for a long time. <laughs> and gotcha. the way I use Bitcoin, um, well, the, the way I use Bitcoin is mostly, if I, if I have to pay something online, I try as, as hard as I can to find the way to pay it in uh, Lightning, even if it's possible in Lightning. So I've used BitRefill more than a couple of times for mostly like friends in Venezuela, to be honest. And for myself, um, I've used services like for uh, purse.io or uh, pay with moon and stuff like that. When I needed to like refill like a virtual card in uh, like to pay for uh, online stuff, for example, I have a, a website or a land page that's like for Coty. Let's call it like my CV in a way. It's called Coty.ai.uu. <laughs> it's it's too funny. And I, I, I paid it with Lightning. Uh, I paid the, the whole thing with Lightning. And also I went uh, in April around April, May to Poland with a, with a team. And from Poland, I went to France to visit my other colleagues from LR Markets over there. And the, I, I bought the flight ticket with Lining using Travala.com, for example. Uh, I hope they stay like that and they, and they stay with Lining uh, payments and they don't back it up. But so far, it worked very well. It was fast. They, I mean, the the payment was confirmed, you know, like right away because it was a lining payment. It was a quite substantial payment, more than almost two hundred dollars. So it wasn't like micro payments. And it went through. Um, and I got the confirm the, my ticket in like one minute like, after that. So that that has been my like biggest. The Lightning slash Bitcoin purchase online has been the flight ticket. And I think it's a really big deal because even on that side, you can uh, buy even like um, uh, stays as well in hotels and so on. So the the more I can find, for example, with purse.io or like pay with moon or stuff like that, uh, I, also, I use it. If I can pay for stuff P2P where I'm staying, I use it like a couple of times. Mostly P2P for me is like to get fiat because uh, most of the time, yeah, people are still not getting it. So I have to get fiat and I try to get it as, as P2P as I can. And well, so what I do is that I set kind of a, uh, give, me, give me a second. Right, it sounds sorry. like so what I do. So what I do. So what I do. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the thing is, like, uh, I'm not alone. I'm like, you know, sharing and stuff. Um, so, okay. So what I do to, let's say, to make a budget. So when I get paid in Bitcoin, I I have an idea of like what's the budget for the next month is. 
So I start looking like if I really need fiat for something, mostly I still pay for the places I I stay sometimes. If I can pay it as I, as I told in Travala, yes, I, I do it. Otherwise I, I get the fiat for, for, you know, for the living expenses, like plays and food most of the time. And then I try to pay, I, I try to keep it in like in a wallet. I have like a hot wallet for Bitcoin purchases as well. So I hold some fiat that I, I, I sell my Bitcoin for in a budget, uh, like right at the beginning of the month. Then I have some Bitcoin on the side in this hot wallet I have for Bitcoin expenses I can do. And then I keep uh, stashing my Bitcoin away in the cold storage. That's basically what I do. And so far it has been working great for me. Sometimes when I'm lucky, I, I'm like, $100 up, sometimes I'm $300 down. <laughs> so it's it's a roller coaster still. But but if you if you manage in the way I do, I think it's uh I don't deprive myself of anything. I'm not like, yeah, I'm not selling, I'm selling all my chairs or stuff like that. If I really want to do stuff, I, I just go do it if I can, you know, like normally. I'm not a really big fan of credit and so on, so I, I don't use it and so on. But uh, Having the freedom to do my job anywhere and get a pain in Bitcoin and being like uh, aware on, on how to do your budget. And you don't have to be like super disciplined in it, like uh, not a penny or not a set will be, you know, like you can you can let yourself enjoy the time, you know, doing stuff. So just I have those three budgets or three wallets, let's say the thing that I'm going to put in fiat. Uh, Bitcoin expenses, cold storage, basically. Nice. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you've got a little system set up. So yeah, earning Bitcoin, what you need into fiat, some into Bitcoin hot wallet to spend, and then the rest goes into savings. Yeah. So it's kind of like exactly. uh, yeah, how, how a lot of people yeah I guess would. But uh, yeah, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense to me. Like people with fiat put like put money into savings each month and then keep money in like a spending account each month. So you're just kind of having an extra bit uh, of like, you know, Bitcoin spending, fiat spending and then Bitcoin savings. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And the, the good thing, the good thing about having a hot wallet for Bitcoin spending is two things. I two things. The first one is you use Bitcoin. <laughs> I mean you use it as a as a exchange, medium of exchange. The second thing is that what, when you have your cold starters and you know that that's for saving, like your, your own savings, you don't feel the same kind of pain when you, when you spend this, let's say, Bitcoin for spending wallets. Let's, let's call it that way. So you use it. You don't feel like, oh, the sats, you know, one sat tomorrow will be a whole millionaire. You feel like. You're, you're spending for the right thing you are buying or you're spending for in that time. And then the fiat, I, I try to calculate a little bit over my budget so I have enough for the rest of the month so I don't have to be selling all the time. Okay, yeah, makes sense. <clears throat> no, that's, that's smart. And uh, yeah, Mary, what about you? How do you uh, kind of handle things, I suppose? Oh my gosh, I really love Cody's system. I think that's really cool. <laughs> um so, be a new system. <laughs> yeah i know i think i need to i need to like copy that <laughs> but um 
so for me i think mine's a little different um unfortunately in nigeria like it's not not everywhere accepts bitcoin so it's but i pray that we get there really soon um so what i usually do i think most of the bitcoin i get it are spent in like two different ways one i save it so i i currently have a bitcoin savings plan um actually i have six savings plans running um concurrently um each saving plan is for a specific purpose um but the two prominent ones um are my um bitcoin savings challenge so i've been saving one dollar of bitcoin every day for the past i'm trying to work toward it towards the end of the year so i started in january 2022 so i'm saving one dollar every day just to you know tell let people know that it's possible to save at least one dollar of bitcoin like you have no excuse and then i have my usual savings um that i set aside um, but the most, the second, then one of them is my retirement fund. So I have a retirement fund set up. So like my, um, bit, I use BitKnob. So BitKnob, what it does is that it automatically takes, um, it automatically saves in Bitcoin for me. So I don't have to worry about it or think about it. I just set how much the app should set aside. So um, I think everybody or every Bitcoiner should have a Bitcoin retirement fund. Um, so I have that running currently the way I structured the retirement fund was to more or less put it a little bit above um, the Nigerian recognized retire like pension fund. So it will be like, I want to, I want to prove that by the time I'm 65 years old, which is retirement age, that Bitcoin retirement fund is, will be like more valuable than the normal pension funds. So I, I, you know, I'm not yet 65 when I, once I get there, <laughs> you guys know, but um, I'm sure it's definitely going to be worth it. Um, and then the second thing I use my Bitcoin on is really to, um, you know, pay for certain things. Um, like I have my streaming um, platform, Melon app, which I, <clears throat> which I pay with Bitcoin. I use, um, Pay with Moon. I use my BitNob app to fund my Pay with Moon um, card, and then use that Pay with Moon card to pay for the streaming platform. Um, then I also do a couple of other, pay, you know, regular payments, um, subscriptions, and then um, also send remittances to my family in the Philippines. So um, I I'm half Filipino. My mom's. Um, relatives are there and you know it's sending bitcoin to them is more convenient than sending um the local currency um the first time i and my family tried that it took like literally five days for the um, money to get there and we had to use so we had to look for someone in nigeria who's a filipino that was on their way to the philippines we had to you have to change the money into dollar, hand it over to the guy and wait until he arrived in the Philippines and deposit the money into his bank account before my family got the money. So it was really insane. But now like we, I, I and my sister were able to get our cousin on um, to get like a Bitcoin wallet. So now it's a lot easier. Um, I think the first time that I used Bitcoin to send to my family members was using Bitrefill. So in the Philippines, we have um, a mobile money wallet um, called, um, 
oh my gosh, I've forgotten the name. <laughs> I don't remember. Gcash, right? So it's called it's called Gcash. So uh, I bought the Gcash voucher on Bitrefill and I was able to send that voucher to my cousin. So we did, we sent a little bit as a test just to see if it works. Um, and he was able to buy food with the money he got um, using the voucher on um, Bitrefill. So, and then other stuff I use my Bitcoin for, sometimes I do like really interesting stuff. I like, um, I remember buying one of my friends um, a cup of coffee from Starbucks all the way from here. Um, I've used it to send like, um, buy like um, Uber Eats vouchers for a couple of my friends. Um, I know like I've celebrated a couple of my friends' birthdays that way. So it's it's been really cool, like being able to still make impact right from here in Nigeria. Um, so there's this really um, funny perception that Africa is really poor, which, you know, it, it depends on where you're looking at it or which perspective you look at it from. But I really believe that through Bitcoin, we can show them that we can actually do some of the amazing stuff for people outside our country. So it's kind of like breaking the stereotype. So I was really happy that um, Bitcoin helped me achieve that. Um, then as for like Bitcoin earnings from streaming on Twitch, um, so I have this QR code. Um, I used to use the Zebedee QR code. I use the Albi QR code now so people can send like donations over um, or using just scanning the QR code, the Albi QR code on my Twitch. And all the, um, the gaming earnings was actually given back to the gaming community. So that's what I do use my um, earnings for. So like I do giveaways, I run um, mini tournaments on my live stream. Um, so it goes back to the gaming community. Um, I hope to do like other bigger projects where like I can give like more Bitcoin to them, but like that's in the works. Um, but anything gaming related was always given back to the gaming community. I really have huge faith in the gaming bitcoin gaming community because i believe that we can like spread bitcoin adoption in the most subtle and fun way through bitcoin gaming so that's that then you know also like supporting other bitcoin projects i do that with my bitcoin as well um and yeah so i still have a fiat job so the fiat job is what you know caters for like living expenses and all that so that is how I was able to compartmentalize my um, Bitcoin earnings. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. And I think that, um, yeah, I think a lot of people, um, not, not all, but a lot of people bounce backwards and forwards between uh, like earning 100% Bitcoin, 50%. But, you know, I mean, like I've, I've bounced before from earning like 100% in Bitcoin. And then now I think I'm actually right. Currently, I'm 100% fiat for visa purposes and tax purposes. I'm a little bit confused because I moved to Brazil not long ago. So I've kind of gone back to fiat and then I'll hopefully go back to Bitcoin. So yeah, I, I bounce around a lot myself and there's lots of different techniques and tactics for, for handling that um, that I've come across. But yeah, it's interesting. Like I think the Pay With Moon is um, an interesting one as well because it's like, uh, again, these kind of single use and it's really quick and easy for online purchases, uh, which is great. And then, yeah, like hearing about sending uh, abroad, like uh, using Gcash is, is, is a cool idea through BitRefill. Like, uh, you know, I remember, well, like I've got gifts for relatives who are in other countries by just getting them gift cards and from that country and sending it to them. So that's kind of cool too. Um, what, when it comes to the gaming community and, and Bitcoin, 
yeah, I can see for sure how it's because you see yeah, one of the things that sucked for me was seeing Axie Infinity and like people kind of getting caught up in that. And then some people made some good money from it, which is awesome for them, like especially people who were in countries that, you know, um, they were earning way more by just playing this game than actually working, which is which is awesome for them. But then a lot of people sadly like lost money doing that, too, because the, the, the token collapsed uh, unsurprisingly uh, in value. Uh, so yeah, with, with Bitcoin, there's obviously like Thunder games, there's Zibidi games, there's different options to kind of win some Bitcoin. It feels like it's not quite to that level where you can like live on playing those games, but it's like the fun of playing the game and then also earning some Bitcoin whilst having a good time. So it's like a win-win situation. Um, so yeah, I, I can definitely see how the gaming community can can easily embrace Bitcoin and start to understand it and use it. And, and hopefully we can can get better over time with that um but yeah, i think it comes- um it's not just it's not just gaming though like it's not just playing games um i it there's so much more to it like creating gaming content could be another stream of income right like i just released a bitcoin gaming podcast which you know and there were really amazing listeners who sent me sats via um fountain.fm so like it's not just playing games it's also creating gaming content so that's what i'm trying to do to like show that it's possible to do something in the gaming bitcoin gaming ecosystem like if you look at um esports and how esports has developed like there are people who just all they do is talk about esports they're newscasters they're i think they call them shoutcasters commentators like they're not necessarily playing the games they're not necessarily the ones going into the championship but they're Um, supporting the ecosystem using the skills that they have and so I think with time like people who play Bitcoin games will also get to realize that oh there's so much more to just playing the game there's developing the game there is writing about the game there's having podcasts about Bitcoin games um, having a YouTube channel about Bitcoin games which is what I'm doing as well Um, there's writing about Bitcoin games. There's like, um, having a newsletter about Bitcoin games. I've written a couple of articles or posts on, um, Stacker News, which also got some sats. Um, so like, it's just, uh, getting people to see the immense possibilities. Right. And I don't mean like a gaming company giving sponsorship. I mean, like using Bitcoin tools, like the lightning QR code or, um, like, you know, fountain.fm to just, push this content out there and earn sats using those tools. Yeah. One of the things that differ from, let's say, Bitcoin gaming and crypto gaming from the Axis example is that what they try to do is that keeping people there playing to try to get some whales to pump their tokens and so on. I mean, I'm not gonna go that far into the morality or, or the flawed fundamentals of the economics in that system. But the only thing I can really say is that it incentivized a very, um, let's say not sustainable behavior in, uh, in people, uh, like looking for this kind of applications slash games because instead of looking for games to pass the time and win some uh, prizes that we put there as a reward, like as a engagement tool to keep them coming, they were looking literally for a way of earning a living. 
just by playing a single game, which it could potentially happen, but I, I think is like people were like expecting to do something simple as bouncing a ball, for example, like a Bitcoin bounce and make a living out of it. I'm like, hey, bro, you're like literally just stopping a screen, you know? And, and there is nothing wrong by just tapping the screen. The thing is like, okay, why about, what about if you tap the screen better than others? That's a different kind of way. So you go into competitions and so on. So what, what we're looking at is like, as Mary well said, you have these esports games uh, and tournaments and so on that they do give people for now, uh, esports are in fiat, in dollars. But what about dreaming of a future that esports rewards or like the tournament prize is paid out in Bitcoin, for example, and stuff like that. So potentially people could make a living out of it. The thing is not the way Aptis sold this to, to, to the audience, to the market, because it's totally unsustainable. Because they, they, were, they were trying to, to mix the normal, let's say, mobile slash current free-to-play kind of games. But at the same time, you had to put some money up front. So they created like these weird incentives. And we know about the pump, uh, the pumponomics of these kind of tokens. So yeah, it was, it, it was not surprising that the collapse happened and that's something we were like you know looking at very carefully not trying to bash on the stuff but because whom who knows like maybe they could like fix it on the way but no it didn't happen um so now we're taking like looking at these uh flawed incentives this kind of stuff so we're like working towards creating platforms that could bring what I just said about like, for example, esports and these kind of new ways of people earning their, their living out of Bitcoin gaming. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I brought Mary with me today. Uh, so you can learn that there are people who are grinding their way up by their own set, you know, on their own to build precedents, to build platforms, to build stuff that people can feel that, okay, there is an opportunity here. So I hope that this example gets, you know, replicated in Spanish, in Portuguese, in, in many other stuff. Uh, and well, that's basically what we have been doing in Thunder. It's like trying to take these errors and flawed mistake, uh, very flawed incentives and mistakes that were made to not copy them <laughs> and create and to create the, yeah. And I say that, I, I mean, I make a, an emphasis on this because it's very tempting for companies and investors to go and try to push this narrative. In the beginning, it might be, let's call it lucrative. But at Thunder, we are like, of course, we're a business. We want, we want to make money and so on. But also we want to be sustainable. Like we want to 
build our platform. We want to build our brand and be in 10 years as one of the companies was like, who was bringing like literally Bitcoin esports to the world and this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we don't have crazy amount of users as what these kind of games used to have when they were like uh, at, at their peak of relevance because the, the rewards tend to be a, a little bit lower because the rewards come from the, you know, the revenue coming from for now uh, at revenue, which is not ideal. We know that, but it's the way we can make it free to play. But also we're like experimenting with other ways to monetize that can be like fair uh, for everyone who plays our game and our future players. Oh yeah, I think yeah. that we can say. Well, as I say, it sounds like um, yeah, there's a lot of potential. I, th I think um, it's interesting seeing things like uh, having lightning, being able to be so people be able to stream and then get paid like uh, you know like a sat per second or whatever. That those are options too, right? Like having things set up and people building systems like that, like with Fountain, where you can get paid for listening to. Uh, specific advert clips on the app and things like that it's possible to switch that around and do the same thing with gaming or even have a yeah. similar thing with like streaming um you could potentially even have like a, a plugin of twitch and then kind of have it set up on your own site so that people watching someone on twitch would like receive big uh, sats for example or give sats or both uh so for example if you were like a twitch streamer and also artists, you know imagine well, yeah, yeah. So you, also, you, also you, artists like selling their stuff like for Bitcoin companies, and, and then they could, oh no, maybe the artist, uh, let's say there is something that an artist makes for a game, the game gives the recognition. Let's take the idea of NFTs, for example, like, you know, like they, they wanted to get royalties and so on. Who knows that what players might like uh, the art of a specific artist, and they like that guy, and they can be found over there. You know, and also still like keep getting like Bitcoin uh, tips or like even shares of uh, what people could potentially buy in, in future stuff. I mean, I'm dreaming of, there are so many ways that, that things can be monetized without the monetization being the center of, the, of what brings people to, to a certain kind of game, for example, or event. No, I understand. That's, I think that's what I. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry to cut you off. Yeah, as I say, I mean, the focus is on Bitcoin being programmable, hard, secure money, right? So, like, the focus is on like yeah. the game, and then also just using the best form of money for the exactly, purposes of like exactly. or what you're doing, rather than like the game has its specific own token it made tied to it, and therefore you have to have that. Token. It's just like, hey, we're a game. We want to do some cool monetization or giving back or whatever. Let's use the hardest, most and nicely programmable form of money. For example, with Lightning, like stream yeah. sats per second, that kind of stuff. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I guess that um, an interesting question for both of you. I guess like a, a good final question, actually, I suppose, uh, would be: um, What would you say uh, are the one sort of like not necessarily mistake, but I'll say yeah, one biggest mistake or thing that you would want that you've done or come across that you'd say to people, Hey, like, you know, don't do what I did, you know, or don't do what this person did. Like, what's the one thing we, you know, advice for people out there um, where you say, you know, watch out for this or, you know, don't do this. What would you say what that would be? 
Um, I would say to, to, to put in a few words is like build a game or because, for example, at Thunder, we are still like building actively the whole, let's say, Thunder experience. It's like what you see now of Thunder is just the tip of the iceberg. So we're doing more stuff on the, you know, uh, in the, uh, on the back. But I would say like this, do not have a token and then build a game. It's like, okay, I have a, I have a game that has this token. It's not like build a game or like think of platforms where you can also like legally, <laughs> uh, if you're gonna go like, to the wider audience, because if you want to stay as P2P and, and niche as you can, you can also build like APKs and, you know, but if you want to really reach a big audience through Google, uh, Google App Store and uh, Apple and so on, build platforms that you can legally use Bitcoin and like listen to the audience at the same time you are building so you can see like really what they want, of course, most people will want to earn more money or earn more Bitcoin, but also they will tell you like what they want to see in the games, like for the game sake itself. Listen to that. And then like, uh, don't be greedy. We're trying to, to push a lot of uh, Bitcoin in everything you do. Just keep it like as a reward. I, I do, uh, I like as Coty, I believe that Keeping Bitcoin as a reward or as a prize is better for both because you don't create the, the flow incentive of people just looking after uh, looking for your game as a way to earn a living. And also it will keep you like sustainable until you find the way to uh, to make even more money to to grow even more because it's still very new like in the in the history of gaming like bitcoin rewards games are still kind of new or niche so there is no clear way to to great monetization from that part because also like most of our audience is like crypto slash bitcoin uh, people and there's still some resistance from the gaming community like let's say Minecraft or this kind of stuff, because they have been, you know, they have all these tokens collapsing and so on. They, they want to stay away from that. And they think that cryptos and Bitcoin are like, these tokens are the same thing as Bitcoin. So it's something I've been like working on. Basically, uh, I think I've, I have to become a gamer <laughs> and then get into it, like to, to show that is not the case. But if someone wants to know one mistake is like, do not have a token and then a game. Build your game, your platform, and then think the best, the best way that you can make it fair and, um, and sustainable for you. With Bitcoin, of course. Because okay, the token, okay. the token will, will, it will happen. It's like, people don't care about that. They just will trade in and try to get as much fiat as they can. While in the case of Bitcoin, people save it. So yeah, build, build the game for the game's purpose and, and don't get drawn in by tokens. Okay, interesting. And yeah, Mary, your turn. Go for it. 
I look forward to when Cody becomes a gamer. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so cool. <laughs> I have to practice a lot. <laughs> Twitch is waiting for you, Cody. <laughs> That's why I bought my mask. You'll see, I'll do my quote-unquote face reveal soon. It will be a very cool mask. <laughs> I look forward to it. So um, for me, something that people shouldn't do. Um, so I'm going to take it from the creator side. I think if you have an idea of something, don't overthink it. Just get started and try it out and then learn as you're going. Um, I've always wanted to do YouTube for the past, oh my gosh, I don't know, like maybe six, seven years, <laughs> maybe even more than. Um, and I just started YouTube like about a couple of weeks ago. Um, and when I, now that I'm putting up a couple of videos or I have three now, like, I'm like, why have I been delaying all this while? Like all the, if I had started several years ago, I'd have grown with the platform and be able to make, um, impact. And then, you know, even if I changed my niche along the way, like, cause definitely I've, I'm a totally different person than I was seven years ago. Um, it's okay, right? It's just one of those things. We can't stay static. We change and we evolve. So our audience and our voice will evolve as well. So for those who maybe have a um, YouTube channel, but but are like worried of changing or making it Bitcoin only, like that you shouldn't be worried at all. Those who will stay, will stay. Those who won't, will won't. Like it's totally fine. Um, there's this thing that, one of my favorite money coaches always says like one bad client takes the space of three good ones. So when you apply it to your regular That's life, cool. like one bad follower takes the space of three good followers. So like, it doesn't matter if they yeah. go like better ones will come. And then secondly, like um, another example is like in January of this year, I had the idea of going on Twitch um, to talk about Bitcoin right but i i didn't start until june and the only reason why i didn't start was because i held myself back so like advice to any creative creator out there don't hold yourself back just put your content out there and it can be as messy or as crazy as it as anything can be and that's totally fine like what's important is for you to Put yourself out there once you put yourself out there you realize that everything is it was all in your head um and then just create content and just use that as a creative outlet you know allow yourself to get creative and the bitcoin space is extremely accommodating um i got a lot of support from the bitcoin space and learned a lot and they've inspired me a lot as well so you have a support system in the bitcoin space so you shouldn't be afraid to just go out there and create Awesome. Yeah, some awesome, uh, awesome answers from both of you guys. I guess for my one, I, I'm going to give the audience one as well, and it'll be from a completely different thing as well. So my one is like when you're earning or you've got crypto or whatever, uh, don't get tempted to try and like put the crypto to work in some yield generating platform Please. or something. And <laughs> um, like I, I, I've done it, right? Like I, I originally did it more as an experiment, like quite a few years ago. Um, but like, you know, at first you think, oh, okay, I'm going to get 3000% if I do this and this every day and I'll be able to get, but then probably you're getting 3000% on this token that's been made up. And then usually a lot of it, if not all of it, or some of it will get locked up for like a year. And then that year becomes three years and five years. So, you know, and, and also, so you put this money in, say you put $500 in, 
Um, you, you end up having, yeah, 3,000% on this token, sure. But the token is value is going to drop so much over that period of time. Um, but like actually you've lost money no matter what. So that, that happens a lot to people. And it happened to me. I think I only because I was willing to just experience an experiment at the time. I think I knew that was going to happen. But like, um, you know, this stuff happens. So don't get too, my advice is like, hey, don't get too enthusiastic about putting your money to work for you. Um, yes, you can do that by very gradually and carefully, but you don't want to start chasing 3,000%. And realistically, you should try and stick to uh, keeping your Bitcoin uh in your own hands, you know, not your keys, not your coins, which has very much been shown by the latest FTX issues blocked yeah. by Celsius and, and many more collapses. So that would be my kind of parting message for everyone out there listening. Um, yeah, I, uh, I say thanks so much to you guys for coming on. I think uh, we've definitely had a good, uh, a good chat about you know, how you guys are, are managing your Bitcoin, your fiat, and how you're living on it, and and kind of the way that gaming has impacted your lives, and how it's going to become better, and and how you guys are going to help make it become better. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, if you guys want to give us your like uh, Twitters and things like that before we we head out, so people know where they can find out and and more about you guys and hear more from you, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, my Twitter is Coty with capital K underscore Auditore with capital A. It's my main uh, my main way to contact me for whoever would like to. And the last thing I, I, I would love to say is that uh, I, I hope that Mary and you get like getting more in close in touch about who knows like talking about what Beerfield and Bitmap can do, like can show to the world, like what Bitcoin uh, can change people's life in just simple ways of, you know, like what she said, uh, she sent a gift card to buy food in in the Philippines with Beerfield, this kind of stuff. So hopefully I'll see more of that kind of stuff happening. And I'm, uh, I'm hopeful for the future. Awesome. Yeah, fingers crossed. Who knows? Uh, yeah, we'll definitely definitely have a chat over the next uh, couple of days. Um, that's for sure. And then Mary, where, where can we find uh, where can we find you online? All right. Well, um, for those who are listening, please follow Cody Auditore and spam his DM and tell him that he should no, start no, a please, Twitch no. channel. <laughs> I have too much spam <laughs> Oh uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Mary underscore Imasuen. That's at M A R Y underscore I M A S U E N. Don't mind me; I'm a podcaster, so I spell like everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. It's the same handle on Instagram and TikTok, I think. And then Mary Imasuen on YouTube and Twitch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, if you if you have TikTok uh follow thunder games on tiktok we were like making cool content over there like you can see what can be done with even single game uh, simple games as ours because ours are like casual games you can still make cool content and share it and bring the you know the mission of changing the world for the better uh in a simple way you don't have to be a hero like a superhero just one side at a time is fine yeah exactly they they're like thunder games um tiktok is so good like you'll love the content in there and then follow the thunder games team 
like they're really cool i know des has really nice um content as well so yeah, <laughs> yeah I, have to say, I have to say that the, the content on tiktok is like it's being made by by a colleague of mine in venezuela so i'm like trying to bring more people into this economy and so on like and trying to you know get married get get different people like to create stuff to push themselves to even who knows become part of thunder or like do their own projects and that's it that's why we have to show off i like it i Yay. appreciate it guys and i yeah i can tell you guys are both super passionate about like uh bitcoin gaming specifically as well um so yeah and i'm, I'm sure everyone listening can tell that too uh so thanks uh yeah thank you so much for coming on I appreciate it for both you guys and for everyone out there listening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, keep on listening. Everyone out there, hope you're having an amazing uh, rest of your day, week, month, year. Uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, keep being happy and keep on buying some Bitcoin. Take care. <laughs>